0: All right, this is open mic night in Tucson, which means, <laughs> who is Mike anyways here? It means that we'll talk about whatever you like. And uh, I have some gifts, but that's for a little bit later. So, um, for those of you who want a gift, I, have, I have gifts. So, <laughs> so who's going to kick it off? Who's got the courage to ask the first uh, Leader, leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: some guest last night was saying something. He said, Well, I heard that the Hare Krishna say that you shouldn't look through a telescope at the, at the heavenly bodies because so I don't know what he was saying. And I said, No, I never heard that one. And I said, But I, there is an understanding that we don't look at the eclipse. And I went on and explained a little bit about that. He was like a So just, would you like to say something about that? what happened? Because well, everyone gets fired up about the eclipse. They want to go out and look at it. They want to they take a trip. They go up to a
0: mountain. They, yeah, you know. if it's a solar eclipse, that can be, it can hurt your eyes. And the uh, an eclipse is something that you, it's uh, traditional <coughs> to stay indoors during the eclipse. It's, uh, and you should take a bath. After the eclipse, uh, you should bathe because it's it's a it's a contaminated time. You know, it's uh, uh, it, it's not uh, it, it's auspicious on one hand, but it's a, something that you don't go out and gawk at. You, you let it happen and, and do whatever. And, but you know, and looking at uh, looking at a planet or the moon, planet or whatever through a telescope. Um, the eyes are imperfect the senses are imperfect so if I extend my imperfect sense I'm still going to get an imperfect view and uh, I'm putting together a whole thing um, that I'm going to demonstrate because people, when they hear you say well your senses are imperfect they think, yeah, right, yeah. and you can, you can tell them, but there are ways that i found where you can actually demonstrate and it's really amazing it, it's a jaw drop. you can show people and say, I'll show you how your senses, your eyes are imperfect. And I'm not talking about not being able to see x-rays or certain uh, infrared, I'm not talking about that. Because everybody says, yeah, but still. But no, I'm talking about within your range of what you should be able to see, you can't see. And I can prove it to you, I've, I've seen this so I'll have this together one of these days. Well, maybe before I leave, I'll be able to demonstrate it. And, you can, and people will just say, "Wow, oh, I had no idea. I really didn't know. But it, prove it to them. It really, your eyes don't work perfectly. They don't even work really well. You know, they really don't. Most of what you're seeing, uh, you can identify with, but um, the mind makes up. What, you're actually, what your brain is actually seeing, what is actually coming into the lens of the eye, by the time it gets to the brain, the brain has altered it. And there, like I say, there are these things that, that I can show you when you say, wow, I see marketers have gotten a hold of that. And they know how to, how to trick your brain into thinking that a product is good to buy. They know how to trick your mind because the mind makes assumptions. It wants to spend half of its time asleep. You know, it only wants to operate, use a little bit, only what's necessary. So we can very easily trick the mind. Let me give you a demonstration. Let me see. Um, um, joy. Repeat after me. I'm going to trick your mind. I'm going to warn you in advance. I'm going to trick your mind. Repeat after me. Silk, silk, silk. What do cows drink? No, cows drink water. Oh.
1: <laughs> you
0: see? And this is going on in the world of marketing around us. That was a perfectly logical path that you that you followed. So cows drink water. They give milk. Cows drink milk. You know, for a while, and then they grow out of it. So. Uh, the world is full of illusion, maya. And, we, and, and uh, the people who want to make profit are expert at leading you down a path to get you to make a decision. You know? It's just like... Uh, one, one trick is they'll have something like... Uh, let's say you go to a movie and you can have uh, a small popcorn for three dollars or a large popcorn for seven. Which one do you think is it, it that you'd want? They've tried this and Almost all people go for the small. Because I see the small and it's like this size. The, the large is this, but it's more than two it's more than twice as much for the large. And I don't know if I'll eat it all, you know, so people think like they 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 spend lots of money and lots of time experimenting on how the brain works so that they can trick it to get you to buy because they want to let go of your money. So they they perform that experiment. And almost like 90% 90 or 85% of the people went for the small. So then they got a whole different group of people and uh, you go in and you can get a small, same same small for $3, a medium for $6.50, for a large, for seven, and almost ninety percent of the people went for the large. <coughs> Why? It's only fifty cents more than the medium. It's a, this is a good buy. Even if I can't eat it all, it's only a half a dollar more. So I forgot all about the small. You see, because I can get a large for fifty cents more than the medium. So they know how to play the game. 90% of the people went for the large, and the large only has a little bit more popcorn. You know? <laughs> so this, these things are going on. Our senses, uh, uh, not only are our senses imperfect, but our minds are uh, awake all the way. So, uh, because we're thinking about this and we're thinking about that, people uh, multitask and they're doing, they have so many things going on in, in their brain. For the devotee, uh, we're much like that, too, but we keep Krishna going in the background, you know. We have Krishna happening. We're thinking of our service or some kirtan uh, or some philosophy, something that we're going to say, you know, when, you know, when we give class or uh, something that we heard in class, something that we heard Prophet said, something we've read. You know, these things are going on in our minds, whereas the rest of the world, they have just other nonsense stuff kind of happening darting in out of their mind and the mind is just kind of playing so it's not really totally awake so it's very easy to trick it. And that's only one example. There's lots of examples where you and, and there's like there's no defense. No matter what your IQ is you know you're a very intelligent person. But your mind follows right right with that you know so uh, this is going on with So if we take a telescope, once I prove to people that your eyes aren't really working, they are kind of, but they're not working like you think they are. Basically, your brain is making up a lot of what it thinks it sees. And uh, as I said, that can be demonstrated again and again and again to anybody. So uh, your senses are, are much more imperfect than you can understand. So if you look through the telescope, you're only extending their perfect sense. So, but yeah, the eclipses are something that, uh, you know, if you, in Mayapur, uh, after when the eclipse passes, they go bathe in the dumba. And if you don't feel like bathing in the dunga, you take a shower you take a bath. So, is that okay? What else?
1: Can you say why that
0: is? I mean, what about the eclipse that is, is maybe so the space the space. Yeah, the eclipse is, uh, is not exactly what the scientists tell, it, tell us. is There's a, a dead planet, uh, Rahu, that's really between us and the sun or us and the moon. See. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. if you, if you look at the sun, a, a, a solar eclipse, even though Rahu is covering most of the sun, and you see an outline, if you're looking, the rays from the sun will burn the, the cornea. You know, it will burn your eye. And uh, it's like looking at uh, it's like welding without welder's glasses on. It'll, it'll, it'll hurt your brain. It'll hurt your eye. Okay, what else? Did you have a question?
1: Too? <laughs>
0: Yeah. And it wasn't even moving
1: was <coughs> not
0: He didn't have time to feel pain and really it was such an instantaneous thing. If you I remember that, you know, I was I was one of those guys that was saying, Hell no oh, I won't you know, I was a Vietnam draft dodger. selective service was like a half a step behind me for all long time that's another story so uh but when he doused himself with uh, gasoline and he set him on the fi- himself on the fire uh immediately the flames just engulfed him and he's got to breathe so the fire goes down his lungs and immediately he's he's out and just like that he's unconscious that's the way that actually happens. It's not like it's a long, long death. Somebody, some people think to be burned would actually be horrible. But that kind of thing, when you douse yourself in gasoline and light it, it's over pretty quick. Uh, <clears throat> some questions I get. Is- That's kind of a smart aleck answer, but um, that it's just like um, prophet says we could take medicine. And you may not know it, but the medicine's working. It's like uh, last year I had really high blood sugar, so they told me I should, the doctors in, in my told me I should take uh, uh, like Corella, uh, you know, a uh, bitter milk bitter melon powder it's convenient for a I always have a way to juice a corella you know. but uh, the powder works well too so um, it tastes you know corella is very good and delicious you know if it's cooked properly it's really nice you know but corella powder is horrible i mean it's horrible so uh i started taking it and after a couple of months i'm thinking why am I doing this? You know, this is torture. But I got used to it, and uh, what I didn't know is that I, I was I was improving. You see, it's kind of like the improvements walking behind me. I didn't know it. You know, and then all of a sudden, I started feeling a lot better. And, uh, you know, I and mean, when I went this year, uh, they told me that I can eat whatever I want. I don't have to stay on a diet. I don't really have to take the gorilla powder anymore. I still do. And I still still my diet, except when I'm some place that has ice cream. Because oh, <laughs> so I don't have to avoid it. Last year, I had to avoid that. But now, they say, you can eat whatever you want. But I still kind of watch what I eat. You know, because I'm, I'm used to it. And I take my Gorilla Powder every, every morning. And to tell you the truth, I kind of welcome the shock of when I, when I take it, it's got to it make me go home. You know, it's like it's kind of like a, a jolt of something. So, and I know when I feel that, this is doing me good. You see. So, uh, so we chant, and uh, we have material consciousness when we start chanting. So our expectations can't be right on. You see what I mean? We don't know how to think like a pure devotee. We, we don't know what to expect. Or we may have some expectation that's just not reality. I think I'm going to be able to read minds or I'm going to be able to do her- Herculean things. You know, I don't know that this is going to give me an opportunity to serve Krishna. But when we're chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Krishna Hare Hare, Ram, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Ram, Ram. what we're doing is we're begging Radha, Hara, Hare is Hara, Hare Kriya. We're praying to Radharani. Radarani and Krishna. And the Rama. You know who the Rama is? Who is the Rama? It's another trick. Yeah. Balaram. Balaram. Trick or once.
1: <laughs>
0: not once. You know, I don't get away with it, Yes, yeah, it's, ba- it's Lord Balaram. It's not Lord Ramachandra. Probably. Oh, um, some people would argue that, but it's not. It's uh, Balarama and who else since it's since it's uh, almost everywhere since it's Balaram it's also so we're begging for my dear Lord my dear energy of the Lord which is Radharani please engage me in your loving devotional service so I may be expecting that now I'm going to be smarter I'm going to be this I'm going to be that and people are coming by saying, Prabhu, would you like to help us serve out at the Sunday feast? Well, no, I'm kind of busy. So then I still go back to expecting whatever it is. <laughs> um, Prabhu, um, we need somebody you who know, leaves in the parking lot. Would you mind? Uh, no, 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 I'm expecting reactions from this chanting. <laughs> don't bother me, please. So I don't know what to expect. And when I get the results, I don't know. Oh. Oh, this is what I should have uh, expected because this is what I'm asking for. You see, then I have to. It takes. A, that's why it takes a while. I have to develop an appreciation to have the opportunity to serve Krishna, you know? and I have to develop the appreciation because I don't really want to serve anybody. You know, in my conditioned form, I want to serve me. I want to be served. And I don't understand why everybody's not serving me, you see. So it takes a while to train our minds to accept service and and, and to desire service to Krishna and Krishna's devotees, which pleases Krishna even more than service to him. So uh, service to Krishna will give you great advancement But since service to his devotees will please him even more, (coughs) service to his devotees will give you even more advancement quicker. That's another thing our material minds can't embrace because, well, wait a minute, I'm going to serve these guys. If I'm going to serve anybody, it's going to be the the top guy. I'm going to go straight to the source. I don't need these people. They may need me, but I don't need them. (laughs) <laughs> you see, it takes us a while for our, our mind to mellow and for us to get a taste of spiritual life and taste of it. It's just like, um, you know, we were talking about um, a few minutes ago about Gulabjim. Uh, you know, a lot of people, when they first see Gulabjim, they go, yeah, what is that? They do. Ever, I don't know if you've ever witnessed that. Have you? Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of people. Whoa, what is that? because I've never seen anything like it we start thinking, you know, what kind of a what have these people done? You know, That's something soaking in what looks like motor oil. Yeah. Whoa, you know? So they they have a mental picture of a dick. You know? So, but you just have to get them to put one in their mouth. If they, and then they <laughs> a lot of people, the first beloved when they try to eat that they eat, they try to
1: <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> oh, that doesn't work. Like, you, all Good. <laughs> you
0: know, so you tell them, pop them. So on the Rodadongar we used to make them real big. <laughs> you know, they barely fit in your mouth. And then we give them to people and say, pop it, the whole thing, or say go. You know, mm. What do you think? Murder, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh So, yeah, we have to encourage them to take the medicine. Keep taking the medicine. The cure will come. It's guaranteed it will happen. Uh, in 1976, we had the first Rathiyatra in New York. Uh, Shul Prabhupada came and uh, he rode on the lady Subhadra's car, Subhadra lady's car. I'm trying to get out of the habit of saying, Lady Subhadra, that's not, that's a British, and that's not a baby, she's Subhadra baby. So he rode on uh, Subhadra's park, and uh, went down Fifth Avenue, <coughs> were you there for that? Yeah. And the police, <coughs> they stopped the traffic on Fifth Avenue all the way down you know, to Washington Square Park. And uh, so we got to, down there, and we had this big festival, Thousands and thousands of people came. We had plays, music, feast, and then it came time to get the carts back. So we had to take the carts back to the 63rd Street Pier, you know, about 12 blocks north of where our temple is, or 10 blocks north of the 55th Street Temple. Uh, so, but it was on the west side of the island at the pier, where was the only place we could find to store the carts. So, but going back, going north. We couldn't take Fifth Avenue, because the police aren't gonna close it down for us to take the parts back. They closed it down and gave us an escort to go down. So going back, we had to take these alternate routes, you know, streets a little, I think we were a little to the east of Fifth Avenue. So anyway, um, and they were, we we're going through neighborhoods that were not really nice neighborhoods. You know, So people were making fun of us. They were seeing all these crazy devotees and Got these three gigantic carts, you know, they were like five stories high. You know. But they knew we were the Hare Krishna, so they're they're making fun of us, and go,
1: People
0: hanging out of windows, yeah, Hare you know. So, <laughs> so this happened, you know, block after block, you know. So uh, we got, we were tired and we wanted to fight, but we, no, this of us parts of that. So we got, back to, we got back to the temple late and Prabhupada was still up. So Prabhupada was still awake. said, so how was it? How was it? And so uh, somebody told me, well, Prabhupada it was wonderful except many people were making fun of us. They were jeering at us. And, oh, Krishna, Krishna. and Prabhupada said, yes. They were making great advancements. Even if you say it, you know, and, and you don't mean well. It has its effect. If you if you accidentally take medicine, you don't know you're taking. If you have a sickness, and I slip medicine into your food, you don't know it. It's going to work, whether you know it or not. It's, it, it just does. So there's not a more potent medicine than the chanting of artificial So it does work, and we just have to tell people. Um, Keep it up, keep doing it. And by the way, what exactly are you looking for it to do? See. Somebody?
1: Yeah, that seems kind of a contradiction to one of his addresses saying, you know, chant, the chanting on the lips of a non-devotee.
0: To receive the chanting from a non-devotee. To receive it. Yeah. It's like tasting uh, milk that's been touched by the lips of a serpent. You know, the, cup, the serpent comes and drinks the milk. Um, a cobra comes and, and uh, she may drink the milk and leaves a little few drops of poison which can kill you. you see, So milk touched by the lips of a serpent is, is contaminated. So if we receive the chanting of Hare Krishna from someone who is bogus, it's the same as drinking milk touched with a by the lips of a servant. So it's very important we choose to be our teacher, our guru, our or the shikshu guru. Some people think, I can have anybody for my Shikshaguru. guru. I going to be real careful about Diksha. Now, Shiksha guru, first of all, uh, Rupa Goswami says it's an offense to, to think like that. The Shikshaguru guru is, is, you should choose the Shikshaguru guru uh, as wisely as you do Diksha. Shiksha Guru is someone that you associate with more closely on, a, on an everyday basis and they're instructing you a great deal. So if they're not qualified you may get steered the wrong way. If they're asking you to chant the Holy Name, if they're, if
1: they're asking me to chant And they're bogus. They're still delivering the message. Yeah, but they're Can
0: not. They're really not. Okay. They're giving you. Yeah, they're giving right. you the. Uh, it's it's a tainted act. You see. Okay. It's just like. Uh, there's this. Uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, oh, Krishnadas. You know Krishnadas? <laughs> you know he's an impersonist. And he travels around making a lot of money, chanting Hare Krishna know, and then he'll chant. Um, when is it? The Sermon? Huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, and then he starts chanting "Amazing Grace" all in one time, you know, so, he, and then he'll admit that I'm a spiritual slut, meaning that I, I, I subscribe to anything. So you don't want to receive the chanting uh, from someone like that. There's some benefit to be had, but you're not getting the benefit. It should be handed down from the You should receive it from the proper person. That way, you become a you become a member of the disciplic succession. You become a member of the parampara. See so Shiva Prabhupada, Shiva Bhakti and so on. Okay, you become a part of that. You're an extension when you when you plug in to the parampara. Now you're plugged into Krishna. You see, it's like an extension cord. You're plugging in. There's nothing bogus. It's all bona fide.
1: Even if you have a lot of work to do.
0: What do you mean? find yourself. Oh yeah, positively. Then you need that. You need something bona fide even more. You know, if you got, as you say, a lot of work to do. You need,
1: need to speak to others. some knowledge to somebody but they themselves still
0: aren't pure you've got but to be careful who you me. hear from there's a, that's why uh, uh, Prabhupada, Prabhupada warned us uh, even even amongst ourselves Prabhupada warned us about Gromlikata, village gossip you know there's like there's so many Prabhupada says it's out there that Prabhupada never said people tell stories and and, you know, so um, we should talk about what we've read. Talk about what we've heard from from class. Oh, yeah, we, to do that, we've got to go to class. See, a lot of people don't go to class, and they don't hear, except, hey, did you hear blah, 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 blah. And somebody's making up a story, or they're weaving. A little bit of a yarn, or maybe exaggerating a lot, and it, it when you're new, when you're, you, especially when you're a new devotee, you don't need that. You need you need the the real truth. You need, you know, you need instead of someone telling you something that Prabhupada said, or something that's supposedly in the in the scriptures, and their 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 whole uh, uh, intention is to impress you about what they know. That's not on the level of someone who loves you and really wants to save you and is sincere. They will only give you the truth, you see. That's what you're looking for in Shiksha and Diksha Guru. So, we have to be careful when we're talking with one another. We should, you know, not exaggerate. And let's talk about Let's repeat what we've read, what we've heard in Bhagavatam. What we've heard from Prabhupada's t- uh his tapes from his classes, you see. What we've heard from, the, uh, from what we've read from the Acharya's books and so on. You know. In other words, read and hear, realize, and share. See. you hear it, read it. Reading and hearing are pretty much on the same level. Some people can. Uh, retain more if they, if they hear it rather than read it. Some people do better when they read rather than hear it. You see. So whatever helps you to retain the knowledge, then retain what you can. From that, you'll get realization. And it's your realization from, from what you've read that's valuable. Then you, can, then you can share that realization with others. That's fine. I think the process of initiation is misunderstood uh, by, by many people, so therefore it's, the misunderstanding is spread. Uh, initiation is something that happens in the heart. Now we think of initiation, and it's partly true, but we think of initiation as something that happens when we go to the fire juggler and there's you we're know, all tossing the grains in the finest, you know. That's what I'm initiating. That's just a formality. Initiation happens when you hear someone or experience one of Krishna's devotees and you think, you are my guru. I mean, your heart accepts that person as guru. It happens. It just it's, it's an action of the heart. There's a connection between you and the guru. You may look at the guru and say, I surrender you. Know, you are my guru. And he's looking at you and realizes, you're my disciple. We have this connection. Now, it may be one year, two years, five years, whatever, before you do the swaha, and get your new name, whatever. But the initiation took place right there. It happened right there. Prabhupada dis- uh, discusses that. And he said that that's, he, he gave as an example, when he was explaining that, he gave as an example himself. He was initiated by Bhakti Saraswati on their first meeting. He said, I knew I had found my guru. But it was what, 11 years later? It was 11 years later before he took, before he did the swab. But they, they were guru and disciple, no doubt. Ms. I
1: read a story in relation to that, which she was talking about, and a disciple named to verify she referred him too. And it was um, sometimes, uh, The story goes, it's a morning walk. I want to show you all this excitement. But it's true in it so many of your books. But what's going to happen after you pass away? How do you want to take initiation for you? And then probably said, the real initiation is going to follow the instructions of your books. And I've heard
0: that. Have you heard that before? Yes. You know that said that more than once. <clears throat> yeah. Instructions of the guru are But that's taken out of context to say, so in other words, 40 years after you leave the planet, because <coughs> they're, in other words, what they're doing is they're, they they're covering their eyes to the fact that Prabhupada said, all of you become exactly. Buddha. Not just once, not just one, but again and again, Prabhupada said, that is your duty. You become Buddha. And, and, and the Bodhis the even asked problem. Right? they even asked Prabhupada, right? when, when he appointed the Things, which means deputy, the thing started when Prabhupada was ill. And up until then, uh, they would get, um, the regional men would get a recommendation from the temple president. We've got this nice boy or this nice lady and they're chanting 16 rounds and serving very nicely, following the principles. The temple president would write that letter to the regional GBC, He would take it to uh, Prabhupada or maybe Prabhupada's secretary. And then they would go to Prabhupada but we've got this nice boy. He's chanting. And this nice lady. They're chanting. 16 rounds following regular the principles and doing nice service. And uh, they want to be your disciple. Probably say yes. I accept them based on what they're saying. I accept them. And so, um, yeah. So the next time there's a fire, that he can initiate. You see. And he would even give a name. Or if he was busy or ill, he would appoint that to someone else. and say, he would say, you choose a name and then before you, you know, you come to Prabhupada, I was thinking of this name, you know? But Prabhupada was very good, you know, it was very easy for Prabhupada to choose the name, So when Prabhupada was really ill, uh, he wanted to spend more and more time uh, translating. That became first and foremost. So he was thinking, I want, I want you, my disciples, to take some of this service so, you know, my dear GBC or my secretary, you know the criteria for initiation. You're coming to me saying 16 rounds, for the principles for doing emotional service. Yes, see. So in other words, when that person comes to you, the temple president comes to you, you make the decision. You know that I've taught you the criteria. So, in other words, I'm deputizing you. That word, rickfic, means deputy. I'm deputizing you to make that decision on my behalf, and so, uh, Tamal Krishna Maharaj was was confused when he first heard this. No, but you know we and he said, "So uh, I'm going to make the decision." And he said, "And he said, but they're your disciple." And Prabhupada said, "Yes, they're my disciple." And Tamal, uh, Tamal Krishna asked him, "But after you leave, will we do the same thing?" And Prabhupada said, "Yes, we'll do like that." I won't be here. And he he said to all Krishna, I said, well whose disciple will they be? The Prophet said, Well, they'll be your disciples. It's very clear. There's tapes, it's recorded. So, uh, you know, and I illustrate that to show that there's not a leg to stand on for the Rick philosophy. You know, it's a very simple, logical process that, uh, that Prophet did. And uh, many of us older folks, we we knew as Prabhupada was doing this because everything Prabhupada said, especially in the later days, you know, we would hear it, we would get it in telegrams or then on the phone we'd hear you know, your friend from India, guess what Prabhupada said today? you know. You know, Tamal Krishnavaj was was writing all this down and air mailing it to the New York Temple, which was the headquarters at that time for Radha Damodar. And then, and it would come in and you'd get on the phone, guess what Prabhupada said today, you know. So it wasn't, there wasn't anything secret about what Prabhupada said. So, you know, it's like, you know, uh, the, 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 the thing where <laughs> they accused uh, some devotees of poisoning to Prabhupada. You know, uh, Jai Baitamar was saying, well, that's just foolish, that's preposterous. He said, do you think Prabhupada was isolated in a room by himself? You know, you've been to Prabhupada's quarters. You have been to Prabhupada's quarters in Panama? Can you imagine just Prabhupada in there and a couple of devotees? He wasn't like that. The room was full of people. 24 hours a day. So Jai waited this one. He was there at night when most people were sleeping. And he said, if somebody was trying to poison Prabhupada, he would have said, "Fuck! Oh, get me out of here. It's because they were saying that there was a tape where Prabhupada said he was poisoning so did I wait tomorrow I said we talked it many times Prabhupada was awake and we would wouldn't I I, I heard that tape it's it's, I tried to say it's you can't make anything out I can't remember it's been 35 years. I, I don't have any reason to, re- to listen to it again. You know. So I don't know. I can't remember but it was kind of... I, I remember when I heard it. I did listen to it a- again after the accusations got out. Because uh, Tamal Krishnamalaj called me up and said, do you know what they're saying? You mentioned the devotee that started it. You and I both knew it. Yeah. He said, do this guy's saying said, Yeah, yeah. He said, you know, what are you doing tomorrow afternoon? You know, can, can you come by? I want, to, I want you to listen to this with me. I said, sure. You when know. we listened to it, and played it back and played it back. And how can you make anything out of what's being said there? You know? How does he get that out of this sound? And they even said it to a, an outside 3rd party uh, person that, you know, a sound specialist. I don't know what those guys are called. And they analyzed it. They analyzed it. To isolate just that sound, no background, everything—it doesn't say anything. (laughs) So this is what I'm talking about. Many things we might uh, receive from people, they may or may not mean any harm, but they can put a dent in your consciousness. Be careful who you receive uh, information from. And if you're sincere, you'll know. If you're sincere, you listen to your heart. You seem pretty sincere, so you don't have a problem. Uh, <laughs> I guess the best answer I can give you is always be sincere about your your aim in Krishna consciousness. If you're saying, "My dear Krishna, I want you, and please, please connect me with proper Guru, I'm just depending on you, my boy." So, Krishna's not going to let you down if you're sincerely saying like that. You know, if you have that feeling with Krishna, I, I, I want Guru. Please give me. I place my, my, my soul in your hands. You will take care of it. I know. In that situation, if your heart's like that, then you can listen to it. So Krishna will send you the proper guru. One way. Also,
1: from my experiences when reading yeah. the quotes, described it. What it's like. For instance, I got to sit next to Rana Swami and Bhakti Churu Swami and all these great Vaishnavs in L.A. And it's just like it's just like they're talking about Shiva Baba. It was like, um Arisar own, and then see and like he was a yeah. Now, of course we can't put everyone on that level, but we can see this has an
0: attachment for and, right. and we can all accept. We all know in our hearts and souls that Prabhupada was on that level. So if you find someone that's Prabhupada's man, that only speaks it, speaks what's in Prabhupada's books. And his has learned what Prabhupada's mood is, and he's following that mood, then he he's trustworthy to see Because if somebody reads Prabhupada's books and repeats what he's read, then he's Prabhupada is speaking through his mouth. Now if he's changing things around and coming up with uh, the ideas that he's do not glad that Prabhupada never said, if he's going against the grand issue of Prabhupada, if easily. This easily, this could be dangerous for you. I'm not seeing the nectar construction tells you exactly. Yeah, I'll three. Nectar devotion, yeah. You said E or C? Huh? E or C. E or C?
1: If you find someone who understands God
0: by the name of E. Horsche. Porsche, yeah. Yeah. Horsche, yeah. It goes by qualification, not by whether one is this sex or that sex. Uh, Mother, what time should we wrap it up? Go to eight. Is that okay? Come to my house when they traveled on the bus. They used to come to my house. You know. I, had a, uh, I had a house in Knoxville, Tennessee, and this was in the uh, early 70s. Early to mid 70s, I can't remember exactly when. But Tamal uh, Krishna Maharaj was in New York, and he called me one day and he said, You know, I've been thinking. Uh, we're having the books printed. Those days, I don't know if there's still, but were, the books were printed. All of Prabhupada's books were printed by the Kingsport Press in Kingsport, Tennessee, 110 miles up the road from where I lived. Now, they were printed there, shipped all the way to Los Angeles, and most of Rododhamadar's activities were on the eastern, east of the Mississippi. Most, most of And they were shipped all the way back. And he said, You know, I wondering if we can cut kind a of deal with Kingsport Press, if you could find a warehouse somewhere there in Knoxville, they only have to move the books 110 miles, we'll save I do a little leg on shipping. You know, he was smart like that. And so I thought, oh, this is great, you know, so I said, yeah, I'll go I'll go look around, we'll see what Krishna shows in our lap. So the first place I went, uh, this lady had an ad and I called her and I said, I'll go look for it. It was the right square footage. And I'm thinking it's gonna be like an industrial site. This is gonna be horrible. You know, we're gonna we're have books in here, so to we're gonna have to clean this place up. It's probably gonna smell bad. Isn't it? So anyway, she opened the door to this place and it was spotless. It smelled nice. It was I don't know what they have been warehousing there, but it was just spick and span. And I thought, Man, this is ideal. You know, perfect loading dock for the trucks to back up and the buses could come and we could load the buses and the vans. So in Knoxville was right in the middle, if you look at the map, it's right in the middle of the United States east of the Mississippi. So if they're working up in New England they could come down on their way to Florida or Florida to Chicago and you know, going to Texas and back and forth like that. So I was in the middle and I had a warehouse. I had the books. I had possession of what they all needed. So all the buses, and all the bands and all the traveling parties, all the sannyasis and all the brahmacharis, they all came to my house.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, and we would have group and kirtans and festivals and feasts and you know, Radhamadar would, would come and be you know, they would just give would were giving blessings, and stuff, throwing blessings to everybody, you know, so I can remember them coming. You know, sometimes we would uh, we would have mogul Art with a bus parked in my driveway. <laughs> so <laughs> you can imagine what that was like. You know, we got this Greyhound this bus converted from a Greyhound bus, a 1957 Greyhound bus, converted into a uh, a Hare Krishna traveling temple with Radha Dhaminar on it in a, on a marble <coughs> altar. You know, in a temple room, that's what, it, and uh, the, the bay underneath was, was where we stored the books and sleeping bags and whatever like that. And the personal belongings of the Ramacharis. So for Mangal we, we started the first few times we, we had Mangal in the bus, and the bus would be jumping up and <laughs> down like this, you know. <laughs> you know, the, the redungas would be booming and the t- cartels going, and around my, neighborhood you'd see a light come on, another light come on, and another light come on. We're waking up the neighborhood, you know, people are wondering, what the heck is that? What is that, you know? I hear music, you know? And of course, the, there wasn't, was the Rana Dhamgarh, Mongol artists were not like, some Samzadha,
1: like, <coughs> <coughs> you
0: know, everybody would be sweating wet with sweat you know just like it was like intense so we decided that let's take them inside let's set up in the house we're still going to maybe that will insulate the sound a little bit but at least when people look out if they do wake up they're not going to see this bus bouncing up and down you know I had a concrete floor they can jump up and down on that but the bus was literally doing it was just bouncing you know so people were wondering what the heck is this (laughs) They must have thought that, that we were crazy and they were right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, know, I mean, would go uh, to rathiatras, take them and carry them out in the middle of the park and set them up. Or any, you know, small festivals, just the small. Um, didn't have to be something big, you know, like at a, a fairground or you a know, county fair. Some little pick county fair. You'd be walking along and looking at the, you know, here's the the game where you try to throw the ring around the bottles or whatever. And here's the one where you try to throw the ball through the clown's mouth. And here's the guy with the shaved head selling books, and he's got these brass forms over there. You know, here's Rodinomadar. You know, here's Christian. <laughs> Ramarani's like this. And so <laughs> it's like it stuck out. Here we are. County Fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so many books went out, and so many people got dark from it. and Krishna, and then uh, there were many other buses. I think we had a total of seven, if I'm not mistaken, and in several vans. But the uh, uh, six of the buses had boarding tighties. You know, they were about this high. Or even about like that high have Ty, anybody been to Dallas? You see Gordy Ty in Dallas? They they came off one of the buses. All of them. we have six identical sets, just like you know, people call them Gordy but their real names are Bala boy boy Tai. they the little boys. So, but uh, six identical sets like that that they came off of. Uh, one of the best, I can't remember the it was. The Radha Damanara Party ended in Dallas when, uh, when we got to Dallas Temple. You know, Satsuru Maharaj was moving up to Gitanagri and uh, Tamal Krishna Maharaj had spent the last year of Prabhupada's life with Prabhupada. Prabhupada wanted him to lay down what he was doing and, and come and be with him because he knew that, that he would follow every instruction. Prabhupada gave you know, explicit instructions. You know. I may be unconscious, but no hospitals, no doctors. If I'm unconscious, you have to make a decision. So so he had uh, TKG come to people, and others, but he, TKG was the, the main guy probably. Took him away from the Rotterdamerda party. You know, was, he got the telegram, and he was so powerful. At that time, Rotterdamerda had the St. Louis temple, uh, St. Louis, uh, Gita Nagri, New York, um, seven buses, 12 vans, you know, um, about a hundred man party distributing more books than the re- all the rest of the country put together, and uh, bringing in lots of Lakshmi, and uh, TKG got the telegram for Prabhupada, and he dropped it all and walked away, and he said, okay, you guys take over. You know what I I'm out of here, Prabhupada left. So after Prabhupada, past uh, and he stayed on for a while and uh, handled things and then he came back to America and he had nothing. He had no zone, you know, uh, he had nothing. So they decided to create a zone. So they took the zone from Chicago down through Texas, the middle of the United States, that became his zone. And so uh, uh, Dallas was like the, it became the, the hub or the capital of the zone. And. Uh, all the buses came into Dallas, and so we had the whole party there, and they were working at Dallas Fort Worth Airport and other places around. There were still some satellite buses, and, you know, and mails going out. But uh, as it all kind of dwindled down, and that's a whole long story that we won't get into, we, the buses were dismantled there and sold, and you know the duties were spread out, and so the party kind of. It had outlived um, I was gonna say it's usefulness, but actually in hindsight I think it was a mistake that we, that we did what we did. We should have kept it moving, people make mistakes. But uh, so anyway we took the buses apart and sold them but we took the altar. I have a couple of pieces of altar for Rodner's I mean a couple of pieces of marble for Rodner's altar that I thought, you know, I'm taking this for me some of it got thrown away I start telling devotees this the, the pieces that aren't broken you know let's take it I'll take it home so i still got a, a couple I don't know what I'm going to do with it I'm a body I don't have the place to keep anything so but there's some of this stuff I'm still hanging on to so so um, Yeah. So Rododamner at that time it was, it was decided they would go to Eastern Hungary and, um, and not travel anymore. So we kind of dispersed like that. So what else? You had to keep receipts of the oil changes in the vans, you know. You made sure you changed the oil every 4,000 miles. If you didn't, you would blow your hair back. And if you didn't, you'd make you wish that you had. He was tough. So uh, and Vipra? Do you remember Vipra? Oh, no. Do you remember Vipra? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> You remember anything? <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> he, was a, he was a driver, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bert, he's a Berkey. He's in Yeah. Old Russian Yeah. As an expert photographer, uh, a bus driver, and an expert. He could, you know, he could take those engines yeah. out of those buses and put them back, take it apart, put it back, with yeah. somebody holding a flashlight out in the middle of the desert with no light, yeah. you know. I mean, he was just gifted, but yeah, uh, Mahamoudi was a bus driver, you know. He's been on the road a lot, so. Mataji, did, did you have a question?
1: I did. <laughs> but he has nothing to but do I'm with it. I'm not gonna you. ask it, now. No, it's <laughs> just because it's not really I'm just kidding. You didn't call on me, so I'm not gonna ask my question. <laughs> um, I just wanted to know, I'm back to the guru again, uh, I just wanted to know if you could expand a little bit on the, um, like, what happens, because I heard that uh, once you take initiation, the guru takes your karma. I was a little worried about that, because Marge, <laughs> Marge is really sick, and I'm thinking, you know, if he takes my karma also, yeah, anyway.
0: the Guru accepts your karma, uh, and a lot of it goes into the fire. The fire is the mouth of Vishnu, so in the grains that you're tossing into the fire, you're tossing your sins, but, but the Guru has to, he's, he, he accepts a great deal of this. He's on the hook. He's making Krishna promise, I will take this person back to God. Does that depend on
1: everything that you do after?
0: When you walk out of the fire sacrifice, you are completely sinless. You are cleansed, you, you're like a blank slate. It's like nothing ever happened, you are cleansed. Between the fire and the guru, it's all gone. So uh, we just want to not be like the elephant, You know, the elephant that takes a bath by spraying water all over himself in the, in the river, and when he comes out in the dry, he throws dust all over himself. So, we just have to be careful that we don't recontaminate. Yes, we're okay. so as as
1: we have been, you know, as that place like, to, to the light. You
0: know, he, mean, we said follows like it something like a food state standpoint. Yeah. Uh, Tri- traditionally, but in the Western world, the men aren't fit. They're not. They're not fit. It, typically, in the, in the old days, let's say. Prior to Prabhupada coming to America, uh, normally, most of the time, ladies didn't take initiation from the Guru. Her husband would take initiation, and that that initiation applied to husband and wife. Because the wife would follow the husband, and the husband's following the Guru to the letter. So she's technically initiated. But the initiation goes to the husband. Prabhupada realized very soon after coming to the Western world, men aren't fit. They're not going to be fit husbands. So I have to have a relationship with the women and the men. I initiate you, I initiate her. Because she may be a better negotiating than you. you may, who knows? So we've got to have our individual... Not you personally. <laughs> You may be a better devotee than her. So, but it's not like it was people who were raised in the, in the, in the Vedic way of life. We're talking young Westerners that have done every heinous activity you can imagine and now we're making Brahmins out of it. We can expect some fallout. and some, So Prabhupada knew that there's going to be some fallout and how that's going to sort out that was difficult to get. So we have to change things. So, does it play? I mean, is it on the husband's responsibility, though, to if we like, have children? Is it on the husband or is it on both husband and, wife. husband and wife? Husband and as far as the average relationship your child? Yeah. It. Husband. Very <laughs> <You're in color. laughs> <laughs> oh, good. That'd be the dumbest burglar in the world. (laughs) So, all right, if there's nothing else, I wanted to uh, see if anybody. uh, I I brought some stuff back from India I'm just dying to share. So, if you want. We can wrap it up. (laughs) See how they come alive when we talk
1: about goodies?